Hi everyone. Hello. <clears throat> We're back. We are. Once again. This week we are talking about women, obviously. Let's <laughs> <laughs> give them like you're drafting an essay. <laughs> this week we are we going are to talk about the pros. And I am writing to you <laughs> to inform you. Um, we're talking about women in work. Yeah, basically. Working women. Working women. Women that don't work. Mm. Laws about working for women around the world. And just basic. The shit show that is employment, basically. Yeah. Mm. This is Liz. That's Sarah Jane. Settle in. Relax. Have a cup of tea. Have a nice time. Chatting, shy, drinking tea. Fighting against the patriarchy, we will be heard, we will be seen, it's the world's of being a woman. Okay, so we are talking about a range of different things today. Yeah. So what it's like to be in work, what it's like to be out of work, mm-hmm. how different it is for women and men. Yeah. Mainly. We've got a bunch of statistics to read you, so hopefully you'll be as shocked as we are. It is shocking. Should we start with our favourite Our favourite one, yeah. yeah. We, we have mentioned this before, but it's so shocking that every time I hear it, it makes me want to die. There are more CEOs of companies called Steve than there are women CEOs. Just let that sink in. So around the world, there are more Steve CEOs than women in the whole world. And only white people are called Steve. Yeah. So that like, knocks off... Like some of the world population. Mm-hmm. That's another good round of stats. How many CEOs are white compared to any other ethnicity? And then are the other ethnicity and a woman? We're probably looking at about three. Yeah. Total. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. So there's more Steves than there are women. So that's just that's we're just setting the tone <laughs> for the podcast because it basically goes downhill from there. It does for us. Yeah. We've got a bunch of stats. We'll read you some. Just to get the juices flowing. The... Yeah. So, stat number one. Around the world, women account for 47.7% of the global workforce. Okay, and I think it's really important to note, because I was thinking about this while we were talking about it. Whenever I make these comments or videos on TikTok or talk about this, men are always like, yeah, but it's so much harder for men because we have to work in hard jobs or dangerous jobs, mm-hmm. or do jobs we don't want. I'm like, yeah, okay, I take your point, but I raise you, it's not that we don't want to do those jobs, so it's that we can't. We're not allowed to. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's a very, very common argument at the moment for men. They're like, yeah, but we have to do the dangerous jobs. Well, don't do them then. Right, Let a woman do them it. instead. Stop doing it. It's like you said last week that there are certain jobs in Russia that women aren't allowed to do because it will affect their fertility. Great. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, fine. Men do go out and do what like, I consider to be like the more manual the more, yeah, jobs. The... But like, I'm not sure that's because women, A, refuse to do them, or B, that that's at the fault of a woman. Yeah, it's not. Because men use it as an argument to say, like, we're in, like, we've got it easy, or yeah. we're in the wrong, or we shouldn't be complaining because we don't do manual jobs. Well, sorry, but if you don't want to do a manual job, go and get another one. Yeah. I, it's just, I hate it. It's such a shit argument. It's a shit argument. It's also just completely pointless because, like, 
if you like you said if you don't want to do that job don't do it don't take it and then moan about having it yeah so strange so odd it's also just 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 reading it says that claims such as stay-at-home women are no are happier no longer stick so the employment gap between men and women is not because women want to stay at home and i think that is true yeah like they make out that women would prefer not to be working or like they like to be kept yeah and like we joke all the time about wanting to be a housewife but if there was actually no option just to, to joke, get a job i would be i don't stampin'. actually just want to be a house like there's nothing wrong with just being a housewife or even being a housewife should say just but like but imagine it's... if there was no option yeah like you couldn't even get a job if you wanted to yeah because it's like, illegal no, to work in the country you live in yeah. if you're a woman like that's not okay no it's not how do you get financial security well you don't you rely on your husband <laughs> danger Yeah, that's a good one. That seventy-five percent of self-employed women love their job, which is great. Yeah, and it's definitely mainly. Well, I say that not being a self-employed woman, but I can almost guarantee it's definitely mainly down to the fact that they're not facing workplace sexism. Every yeah, day. I was going to say that it's not harassment because yeah. there's a fact on here later. Let me find it for you. Bear with. Bear with. Oh, is it gone? Still scroll. Oh, here. 42% of women claim they have been discriminated against at work because of their gender. That really doesn't surprise me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because even on my, like, crappy little course, I get some offhand... Like, they wouldn't ever stop me doing what I'm doing, but there are offhand comments about being a woman. Yeah, and you said the other day to me, and it's stuck with me ever since you said it, that you make a really conscious choice about what you were. Yeah. When you go in, yeah, because I you're don't, a woman. Yeah, like, so I'm on a course at uni that is, there are only 14 people on it, but there's only three of us that are girls, and most of my teaching staff are men. In fact, all of them, apart from one, are men. Um, most of the school is comprised of men, actually. And so, like, they're all really nice, top blokes, but I make a proper conscious effort when I go in that I don't wear anything that's really booby or shows off loads of skin because even though I'm sure it would be fine, I don't want to come off as like... Sexualised. Yeah, I don't want to make it easy for them to sexualise me and for Mm -hmm. them to associate my lack of clothing with my lack of intelligence because they are two separate things. Yes, yes, I am a slut and I am also dumb. But please don't make that assumption before you get to know me and realise that I can't divide by zero or do maths. I've seen this girl on TikTok and I, I'm not sure now whether or not it's a bit, like I can't tell whether or not it's turned into a bit of a, not joke, but like whether or not it's true or whether she's not, she's doing it for the views. Yeah. Um, But she goes to work and she regularly gets pulled into HR for what she's wearing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've and seen it's that. Not even bad. And it's the girl that she wears, like, the long black bodycon dress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even bad. Like, it's not even close to being inappropriate. No. And she doesn't work at any, like, she. I think she just does, like, a very normal office job. There's no sort of, like, she doesn't work with children. She's not in a school. She doesn't work with vulnerable adults or anything like that. She just literally has a very run-of-the-mill office job. Yeah. And she's regularly pulled into HR for what she's wearing. 
I it really like plays on my mind all the time and mm. I think possibly because of working in a school last year I had to make sure I was appropriate one of the female staff members at school last year told me I couldn't wear anything that had my shoulders out because shoulders are sexy it just perpetuates the stereotype though that it's up it's your it's up responsibility to, to dress like yeah. yeah and don't get me wrong like I don't think you should be dressing inappropriate at school but I don't in my personal opinion what is appropriate has got nothing to do with what, what you actually look like. It's one, is it practical? Mm-hmm. Like, can you do your job in it? Mm-hmm. And two, does it make everyone around you feel comfortable? Yeah. It's got nothing to do with what you look like. Because I appreciate, if you've got a really short skirt on and you work in a school, it is not practical to do your job because you can't move around can't, freely. No. I get that. It's understandable. Shoulders, I'm not putting anybody off. No. And everyone's got them. Every fucker has shoulders, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I feel like, and it just makes it not okay for people to moan about it, but, like, starting it off and at also, that age if it's just... A, if it's a woman as well, I don't know why it makes a difference, but, like, a woman pointing it out to me and being like, you can't wear that because your shoulders are out, just feels like it's just so you ingrained. are perpetuating this... Harmful stereotype. Yeah, and this notion that I can't wear what I want. And, like, like we should talk about... I know that we're completely off on a tangent now, but schools in America that send girls home for breaking the dress for code. For wearing strappy tops. For wearing strappy tops or for wearing skirts that don't go past their fingers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just not okay. Why? Yeah, young sporting stars who rape people can't go to prison because it might jeopardise might, their future. Yeah, it might ruin their job, like their careers. It's just it's fucking not, like, ridiculous. You can't have it one way and not the other. And the shoulder thing is is weird. It's weird because then, like I said, every fucker has shoulders. Like it's really strange. They're not sexy. No No one looks at a shoulder and goes, "Oh, I'll have a bit of that." That's a bit of me. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. Maybe that should be our poll question this week. (laughs) Are shoulders sexy? (laughs) It's no surprise that self-employed women are happier in their jobs because they set the rules and they do what they want and they can do what makes them comfortable. Yeah. Like, and it's not even just. Like that that's a huge issue. And it's a huge issue in that it perpetuates sexual violence and all the rest of it. But even just in workplaces, I was reading the other day, it's little things. Like if you're in a workplace that's majority men, which most workplaces are, things like the thermostat will be set to a lower temperature because men run hotter than women. Yeah. So you might feel cold all the time. Mm-hmm. But they won't do anything about it because, again, you're in the minority. Shelves are, are set higher. to heights that women can't reach. Like, on average, they're higher because they're aimed for men. Yeah. There's so many things in a workplace that you don't realise are just automatically biased towards men. It's like Sammy G not having a changing room. Yeah, just automatically biased towards men. Which is so strange, bear in mind, women make up half the population. Half, well, more than half the population. Women are of a higher percentage than men in the population at Crazy. the minute. Which is just ludicrous. And like in places like America, women do make up half the percent of the college educated workforce. So the the women that have degrees are at work more, have jobs. They're just pipping the men to the post. And yet there are still jobs where it's a male dominate. Like, is is that the right term? Male dominated environment where they just completely 
do not think about women at all. No, there's no movement. Like there's just and like we, they talk about the fact that glass ceilings aren't a thing anymore, but they definitely they are. definitely are. And the gender pay gap is still a real thing yeah, as well. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Because if women aren't getting employed to do the jobs that men are doing, then of course that there's no pay gap. But because women aren't in those jobs, so there is a pay gap because mm-hmm. women aren't earning the same. Yeah. Because where is that statistic gone? Bear with. God, I wish I'd put these in order. Forty-eight <laughs> percent of women in the workplace occupy entry-level roles, and entry-level roles are lower pay than yeah, higher jobs. Of course, they are. and then they never—they they never get the opportunity to. Yeah, move. they don't get—they don't get the opportunity to progress because they're so good at their job, so they should just stay where they are. Or they then get pregnant, have to leave for maternity that, leave, that is such a and when they come back to their job they can't progress because they've not like worked there for long enough or they've not worked there for a year or nine months or whatever pregnancy is a really big barrier barrier. especially because as well there's like when they've looked into it the the age at which the majority of women get pregnant tends to be the around the same time that you would expect a promotion at work Mm -hmm. but they then leave yeah so the promotion is like they're not they're like sidetracked is the wrong word because I appreciate that when you get pregnant you like you're not it's a different part of your life isn't it you're not choosing to leave but also you sort of are it's it's an odd one but like at the time like if let's say you've been at a company for five years and you're due a promotion that is likely to be the time you get pregnant Mm -hmm. so you're no longer there 61% of women think that motherhood disrupts their progress opportunities and and then Mm. Again, people will just be like, oh, do I have babies? That's not really the way the world works. Okay, like, what if, let's like, let the population die out then, shall we? Yeah, and what, what if you want a baby? Yeah. Like, men wanting babies doesn't affect their career progression, no, so why, so why should, should it affect, affect ours? Like, I appreciate you've actually got to go and have the child, fine, whatever, you are going to have to have time off. But why should it affect our career progression and not theirs? Because why is it that basically for nine months we do the heavy lifting so why is it not societally normal for after the nine months the for them to job. take nine yeah. months off and look after them yeah a man, a man can want as many children as he likes it's not going to affect his career at all no it's not because it doesn't so stop you can't them. just stop having them that's not how it works obviously it just takes the piss and having a family and a husband specifically adds around four to seven extra hours worth of work to your day. Yeah, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> four to seven extra hours a day as well. Like, work, yeah. how how do you fit that in? Well, that's what I, I was literally just talking about. I was thinking about this. Like, they always talk about how amazing women are at multitasking, and they're like, "How do you manage to do it all?" And it's like, well, someone has to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because if they don't, no one will. And it's like when you see those TikToks and they ask men, like, what their children's teachers like are primary called. school teacher. Oh, I, they, don't I don't know. Oh, what's the doctor? Better than that, when's their birthday? <laughs> if they don't know their own child's birthday, that's not their child. That's their flatmate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird, isn't it? It's like, what's your doctor called? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you know? It's your doctor. It's your doctor. Why oh, is the woman embarrassed. like? Why is it always the woman that has to like make all the appointments, like the dentist appointments? Women do that. Doctors' appointments. Women do that. My fifty-year-old father 
has basically taken semi-retirement from work. He's a house husband now, doesn't go to work anymore. I was at home the other day and my mum rang me to say, I can't get hold of your dad. He's probably put his phone down somewhere. Can you remind him that he's got the dentist in an hour? No. <laughs> Just let his teeth fall out. Oh. Like, don't get me wrong, I love your dad to absolute pieces. So do I, but honestly, but he's a grown-up man and he's confident enough to know that he has the dentist. She's like, Just remind him in case he forgets. Why has he not made his own dentist appointment? That's what I want to know. But I am, but my, I like my, and my granddad's the same, right? And again, I know it's a different generation, it's a generational thing. But when my nan was younger, she had Auntie Rachel and then my mum quite young, relatively young. Granddad was still at work. She then obviously couldn't work in the daytime because of childcare responsibilities. So at night time, used to go and work in a pub. Yeah. So she was being a mother and a, and working. a like a bar lady. And then trained to be a nurse. And then also cook dinner and get the kids to school do all the rest of it and I just think it's just not like half and half is it? It's not really equitable division is it? I just don't get it I don't understand my dad would not be able to name more than five of my teachers I don't no. think for my school I don't life. think my dad could name the schools that I went to <laughs> <laughs> my dad doesn't know my name it's just I just don't but like and again there's the argument where you like they say oh well, just don't do it then but that's just not, how, not the how the world works. works. And it shouldn't have to be a choice between one or the other. It shouldn't have to be being a mother or having a career. Yeah. We, we, we've we known that this has been a problem for years. We're why why are we still not fixed yeah. it? Where's that statistic And gone? it's like, Keep I going. have made a... Like a genuine, I've made a life decision that when I am older, if I have a partner or a husband, I am going to go in after work regularly and just sit down. And when they ask me what's for dinner, I'm going to be like, I don't know what is for dinner. Because why is it up to you to always know what's for dinner or have done the food shop or be cooking? Yeah, why is so it I've always all, I've already mentally decided that I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I'm just not. It's not for me. So you said that how it adds four, four to seven, seven hours mm-hmm. extra work a day if you're a woman in a relationship or that has children. So between 1997 and 2012, so how many years is that? 15. 15? you sure? Yeah, because from 2000 to 2012 is 12, and from 97 to 2003... So twelve out three is fifteen. Okay. So fifteen <laughs> years. I can't. I'm, I was. I wasn't questioning. I was just asking. So in fifteen years, the time that women spend caregiving has reduced by just fifteen minutes a day. But it hasn't increased <laughs> the same for men. So I don't know where that caregiving time has gone. It's increased for men by eight minutes because it previously men only spend an hour and twenty three minutes a day caregiving. So you'll be pleased to know that if it carries on at that current rate, the gap will close in 209 years from now. Yeah, which I said earlier. We'll all be dead anyway, so... <laughs> it won't matter. It won't matter. The world will have ended because by Because women spend around five hours a day caregiving. Yeah. Whether that be their children, their elderly relatives, their husband. Their boss at work. And, like, you're, I, I, I say this, and I want us all to remember it and take it to heart. Once you are employed, 
and you are a employee of a company, unless you want to, it is not your responsibility to be every cunt secretary. Yeah. Like, it's not for you to organise Christmas dinners or, like, organise work drinks or organise anything, in fact. Just do what you're paid for and go home. Yeah. Do the bare minimum. Like, don't... You're not there to listen to people's problems. No. Don't wash up people's mugs. That's not on you. My very first... Well, not my very first job. My second job that I had where mm. I worked in the ice cream mm-hmm. shop, I used to have this boss who I fucking hated. And if he's listening, you're a dick. <laughs> Imagine if he is. He's on number one phone. <laughs> <laughs> he used to come in. So I was only, like, 17. I used to work there on a weekend. Mm. And I was employed as, like, an ice cream scooper, but ended up having to run the cafe mm. every single week because they didn't have any staff. So 17, managing a cafe on my own. And I would have, like, loads of people in the cafe running around like a blue-ass fly to look after them. He would swagger in, bearing in mind he's in his 50s, possibly early 60s, and be like, Liz, make me a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea. No. Are you taking the piss? Have you seen how many people I've got in the cafe? Make yourself a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea. Or better yet, go home. Like, there's no... You don't need to be here. Go home and ask your wife. <laughs> yeah. He just—he didn't need to be here. He came in to count the money, which was hilarious because it was still in the fucking till. We had, like, it's just... It's the idea, isn't it, that you are sort of like... It's, they do this sneaky thing where they praise you for it because we're so competent and just pick things up quickly. Mm. They, like, give you more responsibility as if that's sort of, like... A, a benefit, a, a bonus. Well done for being so good at your job. Here's 12 extra jobs that we're going to put I've into seen you. this lady on TikTok who does these amazing TikToks where she, like, teaches you how to be a cunt, but in a workplace manner. In a nice manner. way, yeah. So there, her boss will be like, okay, so could you just stay 20 minutes extra for this meeting? And she'll be like, no, because I'm only paid till five. Yeah. And the boss will be like, no, but you don't understand I have a meeting. And she's like, no, but you don't understand... Because I'm only paid till five. Yeah. And then, like, or they'll say something like, oh, can you think about this meeting over your lunch break? Or could you just, like, prepare some quick notes? And she's like, no, because a break is not a break if you're thinking about work. It doesn't matter if you're not sat at your desk or you're eating. To have a successful break at work, your mind is meant to be on something completely Mm -hmm. different. And I just think... And also, stuff like that, they can't fire you for because you are well within your right to say, actually, no. But the work that I'm not paid for not is doing. work that I'm not doing. Like, because like, they used to do that to us at school all the time. We were paid from half eight till four, but we were expected to stay till like five o'clock. No. And come in at like half past seven. Yeah, in order to get your work done. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, if you're not giving me enough time in my allotted work hours to do the work you want me to, then either they're giving you too much work for your contract mm-hmm. or they're not paying you enough. Yeah. It's one of those two. And it just seems to me that women get, like, it's the little extra roles you don't notice they're adding on until eventually you're like, well, have I got so much fucking yeah, work to do? Yeah, because that is what happened to me at the school. Last year I was employed as a um, an academic mentor. So my whole job was to find the kids that were struggling because of COVID and, like, Mentor them one to one, maybe in a small group of like five, mm-hmm. to bring them back up, like teach them a topic really succinctly but really well, and bring them back up yeah. to the level. I did that for about two weeks. <laughs> then I was put on to oh, 
Liz is really good at doing this and handling the kids, so we'll just make her like a cover supply. So if there's ever a teacher off in science, she will just teach their class, which is not what I signed up for. But because I didn't want to lose my job, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. And then it got to the point sort of halfway through the year where one of the male members of staff, one of the male teaching staff, had taken on someone else's role. But in taking on that role, he like relinquished his role. Mm -hmm. And so it just fell to me. And so I had like a full teaching timetable when I, one, I'm not trained as a teacher, have literally no formal training on how to deal with kids, don't like them at all. And like, you weren't being paid. I wasn't being paid for that. I was money. because, because on the news, I heard, on the radio the other day, I heard the starting salary for a teacher is 28,000, which I think take with a pinch of salt. But no, that's, I think that's probably paid. true. I was not paid a starting teacher's salary. I was paid 24, which where's my four grand? Yeah. I'll have it now, please. <laughs> I want it back. Thanks. It just takes the But it's piss. just ridiculous. Like, And the other thing that pissed me off about that, because I was so accommodating, they never discussed that change in my role with me before it was implemented. They just basically announced it in assembly that morning, and by that afternoon I was teaching his full timetable. They never spoke to me about it. They were just like, yep, she'll do it, be fine. What really annoys me about that, though, and, like, being accommodating and being useful and being good at something, is that I do that because it, I, it's not, I don't necessarily enjoy it, but it does make your job easier, right? Yeah. Like, it, it helps you to, like, get on with your job and it does make it easier. Mm-hmm. So why is it not rewarded? And why is it that men that do the bare minimum still become leaders of industry? Because one of the other statistics is that only 27.1% of women are managers or leaders, when actually, behind the scenes, you're doing all of the fucking managing anyway. So why is it that you're then not promoted and paid for that role? Because what what, in in every job I have had, what do male managers do? Nothing. I I literally can't think of a job that I've had where... I I used to have two female managers at McDonald's and the rest were men, Mm. right? And the men were fucking useless. And one of them was creepy. <laughs> like, they didn't do anything. They just mm. sort of swanned around the shop floor. Acting like they were swinging their knobs <laughs> around. Literally doing sweet F.A. Doing what that bloke at my old job used to do and asking for food and then fucking off upstairs for four hours. Can you make me a big... No. Why have you not brought your own lunch in? Oh, SJ, when I was at the call centre... Oh, SJ, can you just quickly wash my lunchbox up? No. no, and what what gives you what gives you the right to think you can ask that? Yeah. No, I'm on my lunch as well. What's your own fucking lunchbox? I'm not doing it. Just put it in the bin. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realise that was yours. It was dirty, so I thought it was going in the bin. <laughs> oh, what a shame! No, you don't have a lunchbox. <laughs> you cunt. Another thing I think we should reflect on is women in our respective in our areas, fields. Yeah. So, obviously, as we all know, women in STEM are a bit... Like, they are I mean, they are trying to push it, but then I ask myself, just saying that you want more but, women yeah. in STEM and making girls do it at school, but then not employing them, doesn't actually count? Yeah. Like, that's just lazy. And the other thing as well is, that I might be shooting myself in the foot a bit here, but when I do see jobs that are specifically pushing for women to apply, I think... Do I really want 
it to have gone that far. Like, I don't want my gender to be something that is considered in my application. I just yeah, want to be considered. Yeah, and then how you're going to be treated in the company. Yeah, I just want to be considered because I am good, not because of my gender. Like, I don't think that they should be able to ask you your gender when you apply for jobs. No, I think they should all be blind. Yeah. I do too. I think they should be just completely no blind. Age, no age, no, no ethnicity. No, like, your name may be, well... No, they don't really need a name. No, they don't. Number. Like, candidate A or... Yeah. 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 Name. There are some jobs, I admit, you like, for example, you're going to have to have a women PE teacher. Yeah. Or a male PE teacher in yeah. a group of PE teachers. I do understand in some areas, like, you are going to have to have gendered... Yeah, but like, I don't think but, that jobs should be allowed to hire specifically for a gender. No. Like if it's protected characteristic, then you shouldn't be able to, like, reverse discriminate. Yeah, and especially because that is just going to go peak tongue in the workplace. Because yeah. that's definitely what happened to Smart Degrees. Like, yeah. they were pushing to get women because it looks good for them as a company. Mm-hmm. But then, actually, in reality, when, as soon as you get there, they, they one, yeah. um, hold it against you that you only got in because you're a woman two then don't do anything to support you yeah because that's the other thing that really like terrifies me about getting a job in a male-dominated field is that everyone's going to look at me and think she only got that because she was a diversity hire yeah which is almost sort of, like, not worse but like it's horrible that yeah. sort of thing it's then. a different kind of bad yeah it hasn't really resolved the problem has it only 35 percent of stem students are women which again is shocking it's Especially just... seeing as women make up the higher, like women are a higher proportion of um, degree educated individuals. Yeah. So more women have degrees than men, mm-hmm. and yet somehow not even half off. in STEM. Yeah. Because where are they going? Where are they going? Do you know what's happening? They're having children. Well, they're having children, or they're getting murdered by men. <laughs> it's just not surviving. Or they're becoming caregivers. Becoming a caregiver is my biggest fear. I literally cannot express to you how much I do not yeah, want that to I happen. I don't want to have to look after anyone, ever. This is also an absolute shocker of a fact. For the past 20 years, the number of women software engineers has increased by just 2%. Yeah, that one's unbelievable. 2%? In 20 years? A percent a year. No. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've said every 10 you years. You were really good at maths earlier, but every, that, but no. It's just shocking. And you're not telling me that women don't want to be software engineers. Like, like, children will literally be anything you tell them they want to be. So why are we not inspiring more little girls to become software engineers? Mm-hmm. You know, I bet people, like, girls want to be engineers. Yeah. It's a cool job. I follow these people. When I'm I, um, so good at building A while shit. ago on um, the Instagram, I shouted out some people when there was this lady who was a black software engineer and she was creating a company to encourage young black women into software engineering because she thought it was so cool and she wanted to like share her mm-hmm. experiences and encourage people. But 2% in 20 years is appalling. Like, that's, actually, that's actually dire. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's just really sad. It's just not. It's really hard to explain, but if you are so passionate for something, because girls are passionate about STEM, like, I don't, what I don't understand is how from school age to job age it falls off so steeply. Because I remember being at school and it was girls were the ones that liked science. Yeah. 
It was like it's just like PE so they can fucking run at each other with their heads. <laughs> Football! But like girls really like science at school. Yeah. I remember that vividly. Yeah. Quite they most of my school teachers were science teachers. But like how does it drop off so dramatically after you finish your higher education? I don't I don't know. And why don't they hire people? So in my respective field, mm-hmm. which, well, no, it's not my field anymore, but I want to talk about it because I'm passionate about it. So, in politics, we have a total of, how many MPs are there? It's a very good question. Too many? There are too many. You're not wrong. But there are currently 30, uh, in the moment, and what is going on in the House of Commons? Well, in the House (laughs) of Commons, at the moment, 35% of MPs are female. On the government website, that's followed by, this is an all-time high. Like, 35% is something to be celebrated. It's not even half. Should we stop there? (laughs) 35%. We don't need any more than that. I think. That's enough. Yeah. Tick. What pisses me off more than anything, and don't get me wrong, it's important in all fields, and it really is, and I understand that, but Parliament and politics is meant to be a microcosm of society, mm-hmm. right? So it's meant to evenly represent ethnicities, ages, backgrounds, genders. There are definitely more... The population of the UK women is definitely more than 35%. Yeah. So no wonder no laws get changed and working for women is shit. And we get a shot on left, right and centre and murdered by police officers. Because mm-hmm. only 35% of the people in the place that can make a difference are oh. fighting for you anyway. And that means that of all of that 35%, all of them have got to be struggling in favour of women's rights, which again, not. seems unlikely. Because haven't we got a female uh, MP at the minute that... Wants to get rid of abortions. Wants to get rid of abortions, yeah. Well, yeah, and in the cabinet at the moment... One, two... Three, four, five, six. Out of 22 positions, we've got six women. Fantastic. It's just, that is a shit show. I'm sorry, but that's just not good enough. Yeah. And I also want to talk about something else, right? So women have a hard time of it in Parliament, right? And more often than not, women who have been elected to represent their constituency and then get pregnant or have a baby have to take on care responsibilities are slandered for not doing enough to represent their constituents because obviously the whole point is that you work for them effectively. That's yeah. meant to be how it works. And women get into like a lot of hot water about how can they possibly be doing the best for their constituents if they've got pregnant or are leaving to have a baby. Matt Hancock is currently an elected MP mm-hmm. and is on I'm a fucking celeb. He's on I'm a celeb. Which I would just like to... Thank the people of Britain for voting for him to do five trials in a row. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I, I don't. It's not funny though, is it? It isn't funny. No, like, it's not funny. I would they're be trying to him. break him though. Yeah, but like they're not, are they? They think it's hilarious because he, they're watching him do stuff on telly. I would just ignore him. Pretend he's not there. He's trying. This is so off topic, but we need to talk about it because it's happening now, and it just pisses me right off. He is responsible for the deaths of millions of people Mm -hmm. in this country. And he's now trying to rebrand himself as like this sort of like relatable, funny celebrity, just like Boris Johnson did. Yeah. They're like the bumbling buffoon. Oh, it's really quite funny. Oh yeah, I live, I like Ed Sheeran and I live in Suffolk. 
people said goodbye to their dying family members through windows. And yeah, all right, COVID wasn't his fault. I get that. I but he didn't ignore advice. And he from... set advice and then ignored yeah. it and did exactly what he told everyone else not to mm-hmm. do. And oh, yeah. I'm a celeb. He had the gall to sit there and be like, yeah, but that wasn't the law. That was advice. Yeah, advice that we were all being getting fined for breaking. Yeah, which basically makes it a law. He should, like, and also, again, this is a bit off topic, but also if the punishment for doing something is a fine, it's not a punishment to rich people. No. Fines no. should never be punishments for things because no. they don't work. Because all it does is make it harder for people that can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Like, But in what universe should a, a current MP who's meant to be representing... I know they've suspended him now, but how the hell is he representing his constituents when he's in Australia? Yeah, earning well, £40,000. He's a current MP, that man. Current MP. Yeah. And yet women get a also, bit he's been, of a kerfuffle when they get they, pregnant. The, the news put on this thing about, like, oh, Matt Hancock's been fired because he's now on I'm a Celeb. He's not been fired. He's been suspended with full pay. So not only is he getting the pay that he would get from, from his job, mm-hmm. he's also making £40,000 from mm-hmm. I'm a Celeb. Yeah. And so no, I don't feel bad for him at all. There's this also, there's this other weird thing going on there. Obviously, Boy George is also on I'm a Slept this year, and a while ago he did something really awful as well and went to prison because mm-hmm. he attacked someone, which, yeah, is fucking awful. I don't think he should be on I'm a Slept either. No. But everyone's always like, whenever anything comes up about Matt Hancock and they're questioning his actions, like a lot of comments on TikTok and things like that are always like, yeah, but why is no one asking Boy George what he did? It's like, just because other people have also done bad things doesn't mean that Matt Hancock shouldn't be held accountable yeah. for it. Boy George wasn't the fucking health secretary. Literally. Like, but yeah, okay, right, yeah, he did do bad things, but that doesn't mean that we can't be asking Matt Hancock questions. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be allowed to rebrand himself. No. Nor should he be allowed to go on I'm a celebrity. He shouldn't still be allowed to be in government. Yeah, the fact he's still an MP. Yeah. Shocking. Why? Can you imagine if a woman did something like that? Yeah. Can you imagine? She'd be out straight away. It, like, like I, I don't like her. I don't like any of them. But like, look at the treatment Liz Truss got. Yeah. Men just aren't treated like that. No, they're they're not. not. And another thing that annoys me about politics and the way in which women are treated is they are scrutinised left, right and centre over what they wear or what shoes they've got on, what their hair looks like. Yeah. Or whether or not they look good in a bikini. And I'm not being funny, but have you seen Boris Johnson? It takes a piss. Like, it actually takes the piss. That man brings a whole new meaning to drag through a hedge backwards. Like, he literally... But oh, I, I think... It's, I part think of his, it's part of his act. It is, 100%. Yeah. There's no way... He gets up and makes his hair look like that. Yeah. 100%. But that's his whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the bumbling buffoon. Yeah. That's the th- and they're, they're dangerous individuals. And Matt Hancock is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be allowed to break laws left, right and centre and then reinvent yourself. No. Like, no, I'm sorry, it's just not good enough. And, right, I know I'm a celeb have done it for the ratings. Yeah. But, of course, they're going to because they're a show and their whole aim is to make money. Yeah. But, actually, it's just not acceptable. No. It's just not acceptable. And meanwhile, you've got women in politics trying to make a difference. And another thing, if they're not being stated for what they're wearing, who they're shagging, or whether or not they've got any children, they're being told that they're sort of like undesirable or unattractive because they're too forthright. Yeah. Like, no women no women are going to want to go into a position of power, are they, if they just get slated for being too, like, 
strong-willed and aggressive and masculine. Which is what you need to be when you're in fucking politics. You need to be able to get your point across. You need to be able to make your voice heard. The other thing as well is slaying them for having children. When you, my favourite ever fact is when you Google how many children does Boris Johnson have, Google's official answer <laughs> is about six. About six. Which is not a round number. Like, you can't have about six children. We think maybe If you went on a school trip and you got back on the bus at the end of the day and the headmaster said, how many kids are on this bus? And you said, about 30. (laughs) Great. You wouldn't just drive away. Oh, great. I will assume we've got them all. Let's go. About six. But that shows you how dedicated of a dad he is. To the about six. Like, how much how yeah. much of that caring responsibility he's taking yeah. on. He's definitely a dad that wouldn't be able to name his child's birthday. Oh, I don't think he can name some of their names. <laughs> or their mums. Or oh, their mums. About six. Yeah. And the other thing that pisses me right off as well is when you're in a workplace and you're working with your colleagues at work and they feel like it's acceptable to ask you, one, are you married? Two, do you have children? Three, are you going to have children? Fuck off. Yeah. Would you Would you ask a man if he was going to have children? You wouldn't. No. It's because it's seen as not affecting them, which is ridiculous because they helped make the child. Within about 30 minutes of starting at Domino's, my manager asked me if I was married. Like, in general conversation, he wasn't being nasty or anything. Like, he wasn't being rude. Yeah. But, like... It doesn't affect my work in no. any way, shape or form. No. So why do you it's care? It's also not, I don't feel like it's something that you ask people that you've just met. Yes, are you married? No. no. What am I, a child bride? <laughs> I, my exact, my literal response was, I'm only 22. <laughs> so no. No hate to the actual child bride. I was like, I like, but they're just not sure you should be able to ask people that in the workplace. It's a bit personal, isn't it? Like, go away. Yeah. But then again, the line between what is and isn't acceptable is so blurred at work. Like, once, I remember, when mum used to work at the council, she was in a bit of a stroppy mood, probably because a man had annoyed her that day, I would imagine. Something similar. Your dad one probably of her... missed his dentist <laughs> One of her colleagues genuinely asked her, sort of like in a jokey manner, but like, thought it was okay to is ask Is it going to her... be, God love, are you on the blob? Are you on your period? It's not okay. At work. It's not okay. Is in it? her workplace. I know what I would do. Come to him in the face. If somebody asked me that, I'd be like, no, actually, I'm not. And then the next week, I would sit on it for a bit. <laughs> the next week, I would come back in with massive bags of pig's blood <laughs> and just like pork a hole in the bottom of it and just walk around with it, just like hidden. But so I was bleeding everywhere. Trailing, yeah. And then be a bitch to people, and then they wouldn't ask because they'd be able to see it. It's not acceptable, is it's it? It's not. It's just an absolute shocker. It's, it's absolutely not. But that, that's another thing, actually, talking about periods as well, is the. So, like, obviously, having time off work, as we all know in this country, is like a cardinal sin anyway. Yeah. Even if you are How actually dare poorly. You be poorly. <laughs> no time off here. my time. But it's the idea that women who suffer from really bad period pains, which is like a genuine pain mm-hmm. slash illness, like that's genuinely something that some women find debilitating. 
are too scared to ask for time off work because it's seen as something that's like not real. Yeah. But men have weeks off for man flu. <laughs> weeks and Sometimes weeks. I have such bad period pains that I wake up in the morning and I'm sick. Yeah. Like physically vomiting. Sometimes I keel so over. Yeah. Like my inside hurts so much I'm like like convulsing in pain. Mm-hmm. And it but like would I would never ask for time off work for period pains. Right. I just sort of power through, I yeah. think. And another thing, again, it links to the same thing, being made to feel guilty for needing to go to the toilet. Yeah. They used to do it at school all the time. We've really gone off on a tangent. Yeah, but we haven't really, because we're women and these are our experiences. At school. Welcome to the podcast. We have a stupid fucking rule, but that this is me as a teacher, not me as a student, where if it was... First lesson, kids weren't allowed to go to the toilet because they should have gone before school. Second lesson, kids weren't allowed to go to the toilet because they could have asked to go to the toilet in form, which they weren't allowed to go in form. Um, second lesson, they were allowed to go, but only within the first five minutes. So if you didn't ask in the first five minutes, you weren't allowed to go. And then third lesson, because it was just after lunch. No. Not allowed to go because you've just had lunch, should have gone at lunch. And then, like, last lesson, it's nearly the end of the day, so you have to wait. So you weren't allowed to let them go to the toilet. <clears throat> and, like, we had girls come to us like, Miss, I really, really need to go to the toilet. I really need to go. And I was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Off you go. All the blokes in the room, hands up. Why is she allowed to go and I'm not? Because she has a reason. To be so- fair, I never, like... Stop the boys going if they if they ask. Yeah, but they were shits there. about it. Yeah, but they were a little shits about it. I also so many things upset me about that. Right, so many things. One on a child's level, it's unfair to tell them when they do and do not need to go to the toilet. It's a basic human right. Like that's unfair. But secondly, on the level of you as an adult in a job role that they think you're responsible enough to teach children, you're also responsible enough and not fucking stupid to know that when someone really needs the toilet. Or when they're pissing about. Yeah. Like, it's insulting your intelligence to suggest that you don't know the difference. Because mm-hmm. you know if someone needs the toilet or yeah. if they're just going to go and be a little cunt. Yeah. Like, you're not a moron. On one occasion, me and my friend who was a teacher had this girl come up to us and be like, I really need to go to the toilet right now. It was in the middle of a lesson and it was just after lunch. But we're like, yeah, off you go. Yeah. You can go. The head was walking round brought her back to class and was like, they're not allowed to go to the toilet in the middle of the lesson. And my friend, Ebony, she's a superstar, turned to them and was like, she's going to the toilet now. And he's like, she's not allowed. She's like, I'm telling her she's going to the toilet. You can, if you want to argue with me, you can take it up with me after, but she's going. By the way, the head's the man. It's so annoying because I think in that position now, I'm like old enough and ugly enough that I would have literally just whipped my dumbbell out in front of him. <laughs> like, genuinely, that is what I would do now because I've got no shame. Yeah. Like, I'm past it. I would have just smacked him in the face and I'd be like... <laughs> but when you're at school, you it's literally want to die. You want it. to die. Yeah. That would have killed me. I'd have been hysterical. I probably would have had to have gone home. Mm-hmm. I'd have been so upset by that. And yet, they think it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, no, and it just trickles up and up and up and then... You treat it like a shit at the workplace. Yeah. Or you quit your day job and become a mum. Become a stay-at-home mum. Which is fine. It is fine. But it's just not what's expected of you. If it's not what you want to do, 
why is it the, the role that you automatically fall into? And also, even if it is what you want, right? <laughs> this is what gets really, really, really boils my piss. If you do want kids and you do also want a job, you then have two jobs. Yeah. Like, but your husband still only has one. Yeah. It like because you're up getting your kids ready before school, mm-hmm. and then looking after them after school, dropping them off, picking them up from school after work, then going home, cooking them dinner, putting the washing on, yeah, making making sure, sure they've got their book bags, mm-hmm. going out to buy them food tech ingredients because they've got food tech tomorrow <laughs> and they only remembered at nine pm. On a side note, the days where you used to have food tech <clears throat> and PE on the same and day, art. and art, what a fucking shambles that was. But yeah, because on that note, the other thing that I really want to talk about, my favourite two words ever, <laughs> is weaponised incompetence. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear that deep intake of breath? <clears throat> weaponised incompetence makes my piss boil. I I am so past it now. Like, I remember the days where I was nice and smiling and accommodating, and I just did things because men were stupid. Now, ask me for a pen, I'm going to kill you and your family. (laughs) You've been warned. I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah, you should not be in any kind of role where you are required to write and not show up with the appropriate equipment. Like, no, I don't have a pen. Write in your own blood, okay? I'm not going to give you my pen. You should have come ready. You're in a group full of men and they're like, will you take the notes? Yeah. Can you take no. the notes because your handwriting's neater? No. Actually, no, it's not. It's all right, babe. Just type. <laughs> I'll get you a computer. You can type them out. Because no, I'm not fucking taking the notes for you. You silly bitch. <laughs> Honestly. And there are, it comes in so many levels. So many levels. It it's just, it starts off with the simple things. Like, they just expect you to do things like change the toilet roll. Yeah. And it runs out, just do it yourself. They just sort of leave their dishes leave, on the side. Or they like they finish the toilet roll and then just the leave one, the, one sheet. the carton. Yeah, that's oh, what I mean. There's a there's a bin there. Put it the carton goes in the bin. Just pick it up, walk it the two steps to the bit. You could probably reach your arms are really long. They never just, buy the toothpaste. Yeah. We're not in this position, so we can't put it to the test. But ladies, if anyone's listening. When you next go away with your significant other, if they happen to be a male, don't pack any shared toiletries, right? Or pretend you haven't packed them. Get there and see if the cunt's brought any toothpaste with him. Because I can promise you he won't have. He won't have. There's no way. Oh, were you not packing the toothpaste? Did you ask me or did you just assume? Because no, I haven't packed the fucking toothpaste. And no, I'm not making you a dentist appointment and I hope your teeth fall out. (laughs) (laughs) Just pisses me off. So much. So much. What are we having for tea? What have you made? Yeah, what what are you gonna go to the shop and buy the ingredients and then make it? Because if you're not, then we are having nothing. What are we buying my mum for her birthday? She's your mum. She is your mum. You organise it. Why is it my job to think about your mum? It just is mind. Because like there are boys that are capable of thinking about that stuff there are boys that are capable of buying presents as we talked about on last week's episode my ex thought it was great to buy that painting. but they only do it when they're thinking with their dicks yeah. and i know sometimes they do think with their dicks when they're thinking about their mums 
Uh, <laughs> oh, not all the time. Oh, your mum's <clears> so great. Go shag her then. Yeah, go shag her then. I said, my mum would do it. Do you want beef? Do you want to fight? Do you want me to have you? I'll have you. <sighs> just so incapable of everything. Also, obviously, most of the other day, again, there's the exception. Don't get me wrong. Paul Hollywood. Kieran. But why can't boys bake things? Yeah. Oh, I have a fucking story to tell you, mate. Okay, so on the point of why can't men bake, right? I have a friend on my course who goes up to see his friends in Edinburgh and keeps talking about baking them a cake. Right. Right. Which is great. I love that. And also a piece of piss. Also, yeah. I could literally knock you off a sponge cake in less than 30 minutes. However, I was talking and I said, have you ever baked a cake before? And he goes, no, but how hard could it be? And I was like, right, but you're going to this person's house. What kind of a cake are you baking? He's like, um, a peach upside down cake. I was like, right, great. You know what you're doing. I was like, do, you, do they have flour? He's like, I don't know. He's like, do they have a dish? I don't know. It's like, right, well, these are the things you need to know if you're going to bake them a cake. Anyway, that idea fell through. He's decided next time he goes up, he's going to make a banana bread because, and I quote, how hard can a banana bread be? It's just bananas and bread, right? So no, he's talking. I think it's bananas and bread. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he's talking to him and I was like, if you are going, like, when you go to bake the banana bread, you're going to have to take some mouldy bananas with you. And he goes, oh, that's disgusting. Why? I was like, because you can't make a banana bread without, like, gross bananas. Gross bananas make the best banana bread. It's like, no, you're not. You're wrong. It's like, first of all, you're telling me I'm wrong with absolutely no proof that you are right. <laughs> Second of all, out of the two of us, which one's the baker? Because it is not you, my friend. It's like, Google it. Google what kind of bananas you need black. to make a banana bread? And squishy. Like, oh yeah, they are brown. It's like yeah. Yes, you need to buy them now. They are. <laughs> you have to buy them now to make the cake. It's like oh, that'll be okay. It's like why? I don't understand. He's got to this age though, and he's never cunting baked a cake. <laughs> <laughs> and right, no, if bacon's not your thing, that's absolutely fine. But then... No, it's not fine actually because every girl I know will have baked a cake by the time they get to 22. So why have none of yeah, them ever baked a cake? To be cake? fair, every bloke will have punched a wall. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I don't know the ingredients of a Victoria sponge, but I can tell you every football player that's ever played for <laughs> AFC Milan. That's why. No, I honestly, I honestly, this I'm gonna. This could be a. This could be a dissertation. <laughs> I, I honestly believe the reason men are so incompetent at so many things is because so much of their brain power is <laughs> taken up by football. <laughs> literally useless football facts. It doesn't even matter if they're not particularly sporty individuals. They all know so yeah, much about football, because... and they can all play it. Because I was literally talking about this the other day. I was like, oh, the traffic shit today because of the football match. And I was like, I think it was Man U and Fulham. And this boy who doesn't give off any any dogs. football vibes was like, yeah, it was them. And it was also this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And, this one. and I was like, what the fuck? How do they do it? I don't know. How do they do it? I literally can't hold more than one thought in my brain at once. That's why I think they rubbish everything else. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah. 
Because they know like a weird, like an autistic amount about football. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And it's weird. It is weird. Just don't understand it. Don't like it. I've probably told this story on the podcast as well, but we once drove a bunch of cricket boys to Cardiff and from Stoke to Cardiff, the entire way, all they did was sit, right, on the bus and take it in turns to name three football teams, right? And then just by knowing the three football teams, the other boys would guess which player they were describing. You are taking the piss. <laughs> I couldn't even name three football teams. <laughs> Literally what they were doing. So like they'd sit there and name like three obscure teams that David Beckham has played for in his time. And then the boys would guess that it was David Beckham. No, that's, that's, that's not fun, is it? It's not fun. And how do they all know? How did every single boy that like, they all joined in? Yeah. They were all guessing. Do you know what? It's because when we were younger, we had shack bands, they had match attacks. <laughs> Just <laughs> absorbed all of the knowledge. <laughs> Never learned anything useful and they don't know how to use a washing machine. But <gasps> have we told the story about sleeping bag boy on the podcast before? Sleeping bag boy? Yeah, you know the boy we met at the house party that you didn't like? He no. was giving out business cards. You're going to have to tell this because I've obviously it was so traumatic I've blanked it. Uh, we know a boy. <laughs> he's not very nice, but whatever. He's just a bit boring. We know a boy. He went to one of the best universities in the country, if not the world, <laughs> I would argue. And once in first year... Not got, the world's oldest university. Dang, could be. the other one. That might be the other one. Got an idea. Anyway, very good. Like we're talking big brain. Anyway, got to university, got something on his duvet, like got his duvet dirty, couldn't work out how to rectify that, so for the rest of the year, slept in a sleeping bag. I don't remember this at all. That is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just... Oh my God. Slept in a sleeping bag. And I don't know if the dirty thing was on the duvet cover or the duvet itself. Still, fix but... it. <laughs> Google how to wash a duvet. <clears throat> It's ridiculous. It's like that boy that we saw. Why are they so incompetent? That we, because when we were in first year of uni, we had to use these like group laundry rooms, which were basically just torture chambers for students. (laughs) And we saw a boy put unstoppables, which Mm. are these little like waxy things that you put in the washing machine to make your clothes smell nice. He put unstoppables, little waxy things in the tumble dryer. And I don't know if I've spoken about this before, actually. I can't remember. I feel like... I can't remember. I'm going to tell you again. In said torture chamber for students, there was, like, an advert that was, like, on repeat in the room to teach you how to yeah. wash your clothes. And the genuine advert... I'm sure I've mentioned this before. The genuine advert... I'll, like, set the scene for you. So there was this boy. Yeah. Real people, not even cartoons. <laughs> this boy... Sat in his bed, right? And he sniffs his t-shirt. And the caption underneath says, had freshers all week, question mark, run out of clean clothes, lectures tomorrow, don't worry, you can go to circuit. So he like bundles all of his clothes into his little bag, (laughs) takes him downstairs, is confronted by a washing machine, thinks, fuck me. (laughs) It's a step too far because I've got to press two buttons. (laughs) So it's not a problem because then these two girls appear. Oh, of course. And do it for him. No. Uh. <laughs> I wish I could show you 
I'm joking, bro. Genuinely, that was the actual advert. No. And I just thought that was it's okay. not funny, is it? It's not okay. But why are you so what like it's a washing machine? Why do people go to university not knowing how to aim use a washing machine? Or be cook. Be cook. And also, arguably, they're the two only things you need to survive at university. Okay, all right. You don't know how to use a washing machine. Google it. Google it. Yeah, it's not hard. Learn or just read the machine. They had instructions on them. But we have to teach ourselves so many different things just to survive, and yet they just get away with not knowing how to do literally anything. And they seem amazed by your ability to do things. It's like, wow. Wow. Have you just cooked the whole roast dinner? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Because, because I didn't have the luxury of just letting someone else do it for me. My or whole life. then they do that annoying thing where they do do something for the first time in like five years and then they want like praise for it for yeah. 10 years. It's like, uh, actually, I've just done the washing up. Do you remember that washing up I did in 2022? Great. Fuck off. The washing up that was your pot. now. The washing up that was your pot as well. Like, I'm not going to praise you I once, doing your own thing. on my law conversion course, <sighs> had everyone on my course over for pancake day. Mm-hmm. Right? We were on, like, quite a competent course. There was 50-50 split of us. Mm-hmm. We all know the boys are probably going to get better jobs because that's <laughs> just the way the world works. Had pancake day. We were all sat in my flat. The boys just sat down and the girls just made pancakes. Great. And it just sort of happened. And then afterwards, we were like, why are we making pancakes? And they were like, we're not really sure what goes in a pancake. Great. It's three things. <laughs> three things make my pancake. But like, they just sat down and we just like, were making pancake after pancake after pancake. And like, it was and like they were just eating pancake after pancake after pancake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I know we were at my flat, which is fine. Yeah. Like, I know I was hosting, but, like, it was pancake day. And you don't really host in a university kitchen flat. No. You sort of just have people round to use your things. I also want to talk about something else. I mean, again, we've kind of gone off on a tangent, but people know what they're in for these days. (laughs) It's no surprise. (laughs) You're still listening. Well done. You can have a medal. I want to talk about how if women put one foot out of line... Or do something slightly wrong, or wear the wrong thing, or are bad at their job, or anything like that, they're immediately cancelled. Mm. Especially women that are famous, like it's like very hard, like they have to think very carefully about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like female sports stars, like if they put on weight, if they lose weight, if they wear certain things, if they do certain things, mm-hmm. are very heavily criticised almost immediately. Yeah, in just under two weeks' time, we've got around 22 men going to play a sport mm-hmm. for their career in a country where it's illegal to be gay, mm-hmm. and everyone's just sort of okay about it. Yeah. They're just sort of carrying on. Mm-hmm. Like, the Red Roses lost, I don't know if you know, at the weekend, and immediately there was, like, an outpour of, like, Oh, I can't believe that. They, they're, they're the most successful rugby team in the world at the moment. They, like, won 30 consecutive games, but unfortunately lost in the final to New Zealand. And, like, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, like, oh, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. That's so shit. Like, as if they didn't win the World Cup, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, okay, bit of a shitter. We're all a bit sad. But, like, they definitely did their best. And, like, it was an immediate, like, jump onto the... 
they could have done better, they could have done this, they could have done that. And we've got a whole squad of footballers and commentators, both men and women, admittedly, about to roll out to a game that is mainly for men, mm-hmm. to a country <clears throat> with an abhorrent human rights record. It's just sort of okay. I'm just not happy about it. Oh. It's ridiculous. Like on my little Twitter sphere, because sometimes I forget that my Twitter is <laughs> as, you know what, as, well. as, twi- as some people's Facebook, my Twitter is a carefully cultivated garden. So <laughs> ev- most, <laughs> every tweet I see <laughs> every tweet I see is like I've done it so, like whenever an election comes up, it makes me think that the left are gonna win because everyone I follow mm-hmm. has similar views to me. So it's nice because everyone's thinking the same thing as me. But then you look at the real world. And actually, no one's really that bothered. Yeah. Like, they're all just sort of like, yeah, all right. How many people on a football team? 11. Statistically, one in four are gay. So there'll be a gay person on that football team. Well, if the Premier League's anything to believe, no, there won't. (laughs) (laughs) It's only one openly male, gay male footballer in English football at the moment. And is he going to Qatar? No, he's not that good. But one. That's just not but again, true, even it? if even if it was true and there was only one of them, for that one person, none of the country would be going. No. Like yeah. he's a professional footballer, and if he went there, he'd be arrested. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just not. It's just not acceptable. It's not okay. And, and I don't care what anyone says. Football is a sport cultivated for men, watched mainly by men. And don't get me wrong, women's football is great. And obviously women are fans of football, I get it. But like, through and through, football is aimed at men. Yeah. And then women just sort of like tag along. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. But at the moment, that is just the way it is. And if I hear one more cunt tell me, oh, it's not really about the politics, though, is it? It's just about the football. I'm so glad you've got the privilege to be able to watch a game that is shit anyway. And just ignore human rights abuses in order to watch it. Because mm-hmm. I know it's not just about the football, actually. And the fact you think that is shocking. Like, it's illegal to be gay in Qatar. Women have got next to no rights. And for every 80 seconds of football played, a migrant worker has died. Yeah. So throughout the whole World Cup, every eight seconds represents the death of a migrant worker mm-hmm. that was involved in Birmingham stadiums. But they're always like, oh, it's just about the football. It's not about the football, is it? Football's not that. I'm sorry to break it to you, and I know this really hurts, but a football is not that important. It's not. And that is another field of career where, similar to all professional sport, men do so much better out of it than women. Yeah. And give me the shit about the fact that they earn more money because they more people watch them. So the, it they makes only more money more watched, but, though, because they have the opportunity to be televised. If women's games were televised the way men's were, women's games would be watched, watched. and you can prove that because of the success of the lionesses. In, women's yeah. football has never been more popular, and yet they claim that it's because people don't want to watch it. Yeah, which is just not true. It's not true, and if it is just about the game, if it if it is. Just because you like football, then you will watch it regardless of who's playing. It's a very good point. <laughs> it's a very good point. It wouldn't matter. But 
professional sport is such a like the gap in professional sport pay wise must be huge. I know you've done a women's sport podcast, but maybe we should do a revisit. Another one. Because how much do professional foot male footballers get paid? Like millions a week. Yeah. It? Loads, loads of money. That's something else that will Fucking no longer loads. be happening when I'm king of the world. <laughs> like they, there should definitely be a pay cap on footballers' wages. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like you do, they. I, again, I'm really sorry. I know it's a popular sport. I know people really enjoy it so much so that they like live, breathe, die football. I but they just die football. <laughs> they are. This is going to sound really harsh, but it is true. And this also tends to be more for the men than it is the women. Because whenever I see women being interviewed, I do not get this vibe. Male footballers are just a bunch of unintelligent morons yeah. that happen to be good with their feet. Mm-hmm. None of them are intelligent. <laughs> None of them. Some of them are thick as pig shit. Like, and you're like, earn so much money. So much money. Mm-hmm. And know nothing about the world they live in or anything about anything important. Mm-hmm. And they just run around a football pitch for 90 minutes yeah. and earn millions of pounds and anyone listening that says oh they do care about important things well then show me a footballer that won't participate in the qatar world cup yeah i haven't heard of a single person that was called up for the world cup squad and thought actually, actually not go. going but they are gonna wear armbands great with rainbows on for the gays <laughs> It's just not okay. No. It makes me so angry. And we were talking about this as well. And I think this is the same in a workplace and just general life. If at work you get a bit heated or a bit passionate about something, it's looked at as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. If you deign to get a bit passionate or a bit heated about the football and try to explain to someone that one, it's not that important, or two, they definitely shouldn't be going to fucking guitar, they're just like, calm down. It's just a game. It's just a game. Do you know what is going to happen though? What I can guarantee you is going to happen. Lots of English people are going to get arrested. People are going to go and people are going to riot. There's going to be riots. Do you think? Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be absolute carnage. Yeah. Like, it is going to be a shit show. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. Like, people are definitely going to get in yeah. trouble. In big trouble. Big, big trouble. You say people are going to die. I can like I know that's horrible to say, but I can guarantee you there will be at least one death from the Qatar World Cup. Easy, oh, yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. Just it's shocking, genuinely shocking. I could do a whole podcast on how I think that nobody should go to the Middle East ever. Yeah. If I see one more, again, we're so far off topic now, but <laughs> it doesn't. We're past it. Molly May. <clears throat> Actually, no, it doesn't really matter. She's got a job. We're talking about jobs. Her job also, girl influencers are the equivalent of male footballers. Yeah. And I stand by that. You are thick as fuck, and yet you get paid millions of pounds. It's currently on her baby moon. What the fuck is it, baby moon? It's currently on her baby moon in Dubai. If I see one more cunt in Dubai, <laughs> I swear to God, I swear, I just, I won't be held responsible for my actions. I'm sorry. <laughs> But don't go on holiday there. Get yourself to Skegness or something. <laughs> I just honestly. No one wants to go on a baby moon to Skegness. What the fuck is a baby moon? <laughs> what is that? I think on that note, 
Should we do our weekly roundup? Yeah, being pregnant hasn't affected her career. It's PLT are just part of the shitty maternity line. Fucking baby, mate. <laughs> I'm fuming. I actually, I'm so angry. I saw it the other day. I thought, and I saw it, and again, we'll move on in a minute. But I saw it, and on the baby moon post, Ellie Swift, nay, Ellie Darby, the racist one, had commented. She was like, oh, look at you. I was like, look in the mirror. You're a racist cunt. <laughs> Angus being influences anger means maybe we should do a podcast about influences. All right. I just like it so much. Anyway, how's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> just filled with rage. Um, Talking about weaponized incompetence, it just angers me and then it just sparkles into anger. How has my week been? What's happened since we last recorded? Well, I've been back to the Holy Land. You have? Mm-hmm. Back to Kiel? Yeah. Done a lovely time. Having a wonderful time. Having a wonderful time, I am. No, I didn't, because I went back to my homeland instead. And it was all right. Going to the ice hockey. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) Yeah, you went to the ice hockey. Yeah, I saw Manchester play Belfast. Mm. Manchester lost, but it was really fun. Sammy met Tom. Yeah. A little step there. Uh, Yeah, what else happened? Oh, while we were at the ice hockey, and I don't think I've ever shown you, but scum, I hate football so much, but the one thing it has brought to this universe, to this world, is there's a Twitter page called Mascots Minute Silence, because obviously mascots can't change their emotions because they're on their masks, <laughs> aren't they? So, like, all of the football players are like, or any sport, really, are like, just in the line, and then at the end, you've just got a mascot that's like... <laughs> So funny. So we were laughing about that. It's my new favourite Twitter account of the week. They are. It's just literally the best thing you've ever seen in your life. <clears throat> um, I saw Gemma. You did see Gemma. Yeah, that was wonderful. I see her every night in my dreams. Oh, I got to drive a new car. For you a did. Bit. Yeah. Oh, actually, great. Let's week. see when a Cinquecento or whatever they're called. Cinquecento. Cinquecento. And ended up with a fucking Audi. So. Yeah, it was great. It was really nice. Highly recommend if anyone's looking to buy a new car. Audi to... Q2 is where they're at. We had to jump start mine. Oh, yeah. And now it's got a fucking warning line on. Women in STEM. Hire <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, we had to drive it around for ages, get it charged back up. We went to two McDonald's. It was great. Yeah. What else have we done? We're looking at houses in Reading. Yeah. Which... The more I say it, the less it appeals. They're so expensive. Yeah. I know, but I might have to work there. I have to live at my house. I've decorated my house for Christmas. Yeah. Doesn't it just feel like a festive As we are recording it, it is the 14th of November, which is not Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't start singing. I like it. Um, it's lovely and festive. Did I tell them last week that I finished Lucifer? Because yeah, I did. Yeah, no. No, yeah, I also finished Sex Education Season 3. Have you? I've, I've started, started The Crown. Again. I've started The Crown. Ah, uh, is it good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I really like it. Everyone says that they've got the casting wrong, but personally, I think it's really good. I'm having a lovely time. Are you reading anything? Still it? Prisoners of Geography. Fucking hell, pick a different book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the prisoner of that book now. <laughs> I need to finish it. It's actually really good. I'm enjoying it. Not as much as The Crown, but I am enjoying it. It's been good. Did you say the crown of the Quran? <laughs> I was gonna say, wow! Yeah. Bit of light reading. I just picked up the Quran, and next week I'm gonna tackle the Torah. No, yeah. What else? Have I, done? I think that's it. Really, going to Twickenham on Saturday. Yeah, you are. You're abandoning me again. 
I'm coming back though. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> when you leave or when you come back. Thank you. That's really kind. <laughs> You're welcome. That's kind of it, I think. Yeah. Oh, apart from I've had a I've just seen a parcel that I've ordered. This week, and again, not anything really located or connected to the podcast, but I keep breaking my tights, right? Mm-hmm. And I keep putting holes in them. Mm-hmm. And I was moaning to Tom about it. Mm-hmm. And he made this really valid point. And he was like, you know, what would make tights better? And I was like, what? And he was like, if men wore them. Like, he is so right. Accurate. He is Bob on there. Yeah. So that's my closing thought for the day. I wish men wore tights so they made them better. <laughs> <laughs> I want to walk around in a world full of Peter Pans. That would be great. Yeah. I'd love that. Also, it means you get to see their calves more easily. Mm, I do like a calf. When we were at Kill, <laughs> and none of them will listen to it, so it won't matter anyway. The cricket boys don't play cricket at PvP. They play like a football game. Yeah, like I said, they all play football. But I had these, I've got a picture. I showed you had these tiny shorts on. And he's got the nicest legs I've ever seen. So sometimes we record the podcast and moan about men, and then I think, I am in fact no better than a man. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he came onto the pitch, me, Sammy, and Kez were like, fuck. <laughs> so hot. Literally so hot. So that really was the highlight of my weekend. Great. I'm glad. At least we're honest. <laughs> the honesty on this podcast is strong. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're offended, well... It's not for you. Sorry about that, mate. Also, if you're offended by this one, next week's going to be a rough ride. <laughs> you might just want to check out now. A real rough ride, but, you know, and we, we have fun. Once again, like to make the announcement that we are going to do an Agony Ant episode yeah. because somebody <laughs> keeps forgetting to put it on the Instagram. I would also like to make an announcement that if anyone's looking for a non-paid career, I'm in the market for a PA. <laughs> just let me do it. I'll be so good at it. But yeah, we are going to do one. Yeah, we need. So we're going to do an Agni Art episode, or as Essie would say, Agni Art. <laughs> and if you are, if you have any problems, anything you want to talk about at all, any complaints you want to send to me and SJ, honestly, I'm quite happy. To or, or I thought of another aspect of the show. If you need us to complain, we could like draft emails. <gasps> yeah, around. if you are in a shitty job that you don't what, like we'll and you want to change it, you send us what's happening, and we will write because we're both really good at academic writing. We so the, the email that we need you to send it to is w-o-b-a-w-w podcast. podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. That's w-o-b-a-w podcast at gmail.com. We yeah. will put it on our Instagram. Well, I will force certain parties to put it on their Instagram. And if Instagram are listening, what we need from you is to let people be logged into the same Instagram at once. Yeah. Why is that not a thing? Make that thing. I think we can do it. Maybe we'll I'm going to try it. Okay. Um... Like and you know, rate yeah. the podcast. And as they did say weeks ago now, that if you like have liked and rated the podcast on Spotify, go over to Apple Music. That is wrong. Go to <laughs> Apple Podcasts. You will find us on Apple Podcasts. You will not find us on Apple Music because we're not a band. <laughs> we could be a band. Okay. But yeah, so please go over. Like, and... rate. We have a Twitter. We have a TikTok. We have an Instagram. Just go and we'll make hit it up. Yeah. Please. We'd like to quit university. Yeah. And just be podcasters. Please. <laughs> Please. And if you've wonderful. enjoyed this episode, you can go and back and listen to our previous ones. Yeah, listen to them all the time. Put them on repeat while you're asleep with the volume down. 
Yeah, and just listen to us off we go. That's all. That's all from us this week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you.